The Infertility Podcast is a place of inspiration for every season in life, a resource where listeners can be encouraged to push past obstacles and be motivated by individual stories. The premise of infertility is understanding the season you are in and realizing that there are strategies that can be implemented to enjoy a fertile season. Now on with the show. Welcome to another episode of the Infertility Podcast. As you may be aware, October is Pregnancy and Infant Loss Awareness Month. So last year in the month of October, we took time to highlight stories from women who were going through infertility, who experienced some type of loss, and really sharing their testimony of being able to walk into motherhood. So today we have a great uh, guest with us who's going to share her story. Welcome, Lori. Thank you so much for joining. Um, If you can uh, take some time to give us a brief introduction of who you are, what you do, any personal or professional highlights that you want to share before we get into the questions. Yes. Hi, everybody. (laughs) Um, As she said, um, my name is Lori Severe. Um, I am a wife, a mother, um, I am an entrepreneur, and I'm also um, an evangelist. I am a friend, a sister, um, yeah, and I'm super excited to be here. Thank you so much for having me. Um, this is amazing. This is an amazing podcast, and I'm just so grateful and humble to be in this podcast. Thank you so much for joining because she's a busy woman, y'all. She has a whole (laughs) husband and she has some children. And we're going to get into the questions at hand because I really want to um, kind of get your perspective on things first and also for you to be able to share your story. I think it's so important. So my first question, and I've asked this um, to previous guests on the uh, podcast, is why do you feel that infertility is such a taboo subject? Um, yeah, so infertility to me, it's uh, it's really it's taboo because a lot of time people sees it um, see it as you know as women um, if you got pregnant before you can get pregnant again, mm-hmm. um, but they don't see the um, emotional weight to it. They don't mm-hmm. see the psychological effect. They don't see the um, physical effect um, that happen after you lose a baby. It's more it's more than just okay, I just had a baby and I've lost it. There's so much that um, once you get pregnant, automatically you're kind of like, you're in tune with that child. Mm-hmm. You know, you know something was there. So it's like, you know that I'm going to have my baby, I'm getting prepared and then boom, something happens. So people don't really see the inside work. They just see, oh, you got pregnant, you lost it. Uh, it'll happen for you. Yeah. You don't see much. So like you're dealing with so much emotions, you know, you're blaming yourself, you're blaming people around you. What could you have done differently? You know? So yeah, that's why I think it's a, it's something that we really have to take into um, consideration. Yeah. Yes. Yes. Cause there's a lot of shame, a lot of guilt that comes yeah. with it. Um, you know, women feel isolated. Yes. You know? Yes. And like you said, um, that's this is something we've touched on a little bit in previous episodes, and I hope to kind of continue it on it, is secondary infertility, you know, yeah. because people think, okay, they have one child, they're okay, but it doesn't remove the desire that they may want multiple children, yes. you yes. know? Um, yeah. And I think that's something that we often don't um, talk about or look yeah. at, or we have no sensitivity around it sometimes. Yeah. 
mm-hmm. it's kind of like, oh, when's the next one? And you don't right. know what has happened or what has transpired exactly. in that person's yeah. life. Yeah. yeah, exactly. So before we get into your um, infertility um, journey or in your story, I wanted to see, you know, prior to getting married, okay, did you have a plan of what you wanted uh, to see? Like, you know, some women, they want to be, you know, married by 25, have children by 27, or whatever the age is. And um, we all, I think, as women, we have these plans in our mind. Um, and I wanted to see if you had kind of what was your fertility story? What did you want to see um, happen in your life? Yeah, so I always, I, I think I'm not normal because I've never, like every other woman, they have this perfect dress. They know what they wanted. Mm-hmm. They know what they want in a man. I've never really um, cared for that only because, you know, my background where I came from in a house with no father, um, okay. I kind of dealt with not wanting to get married. I pushed mm-hmm. a, the even thought of getting married was out of my mind. You know, it wasn't something that I was thinking about because I'm like, well, you know, maybe all men's are dog, you know, maybe, yeah. maybe I should get married. So it really wasn't something that I thought about as much. Um, really, um, my goal when I was single was just to please God. I got mm-hmm. to that space where I was just like, you know what, God, I just want to please you. Um, I'm not thinking about marriage. I'm not thinking about certain, um, certain things, but I did know for sure that um, I wanted, I know the thoughts of getting married. I, I wanted to have someone, you know, to yes. be with someone, to get married along the line. So I thought maybe by 30 or 35, that was my goal. Like mm-hmm. 35, you get married, pop them kids out and yes. back up <laughs> and do all of that. So that was my point, but I've never really, I just wanted to serve God. You know, I got to a yes. point where I'm like, God, I just want to serve you and serve you only. So when I met my husband, and I know you're probably going to get to that. Sir, yes. my husband, it was more, we both had that same mindset. So awesome. yeah. 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 So how did you guys meet? And like around what age did you all meet? And what's your love story? Like what all kind of transpired for you yeah. to get to the point where you got married? Yeah. So my husband and I, I met him when I was 16. Okay. Um, he was 17 at that time. And we met each other through my space. Oh, wow. Know. Yes. I remember my space. <laughs> Yes, I met him through MySpace. Mm-hmm. You know, he DM'd me, and you know, and he just wanted to like we we had mutual friend, but I've never really met him. Uh, we had mutual friend, and he kind of wanted to um, meet me and talk and stuff. So we've been talking over the phone, and I've noticed that you know something was really different about my husband um, because the way I was going from up to the age of sixteen, I really my life was like in the wrong path, and just the moment that I took God seriously and I wanted to walk with God and I found him and he was just so perfect. I know no man is perfect, but with him, it was like, wow, you don't do this. You don't drink. You don't curse. You don't do this. You don't like, he was just perfect. I'm like, well, you know, I cuss a little bit. Um, I do this a little bit. I'm not perfect. Yes, (laughs) You know, but with him, he was just so perfect. He had his life figure out and I've never had that, you know? Mm -hmm. And I know prior to meeting him and I always said to God, I want to meet someone that doesn't that celebrate celibacy, you know, that don't mm. want to have sex before marriage and that want to really be into you and trust you and really as we can grow in our faith. And when we talk about that, that was his goal as well. And I'm like, wow, um, he's perfect. And I remember praying, um, my spiritual father, we prayed and at that time and I, and I remember receiving the word from God saying that 
that was your husband. And at that time I was 17. I never told him that he yeah. was my husband because I didn't, I knew we were so young and I didn't want to mess things up. So, um, God spoke to me and said, that's my husband. And, um, and I had a dream and the dream that I had was we both were somewhere and we were tiny people. I don't know. It was, we were on a bus and we're tiny people. But when I woke up, God revealed to me, you guys are not mature enough to be in a relationship. Mm. So we kind of stopped and I told him, you know what? We, we, we know we have interest in each other, um, but we just have to not be in a relationship. And he agreed. So we went a couple years just being friends, you know, mm -hmm. just being friends and talking to each other. And, and when the right time came, God put us together and we got married at 21. I was 21. Mm -hmm. um, he was 22. So yeah, that's our love story. Wow. That's my boo. Shout out to boo. If he was here, he would have a different story, but that's my <laughs> story. Exactly. Sis. I always tell people that Listen, I'm like, I have my right. version. He has his version. <laughs> he has and his we got version. The Okay. And the truth lies with me, sis. Listen, exactly. So I'm glad he's not here. That was my yes. truth. So I'm sure he would be butting in and be like, no, yes. no. He would like, yeah, exactly. We'll be going back and forth. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, that's my baby. Shout out to my baby. He'll be listening to this podcast. Awesome. I love, and that's my best friend. And we've been together for a while. And I'm just so glad that I've waited, that I didn't choose something that looks like it. Yes. God yes. gave me the desire of his heart, you know? So yeah. Yes, yes, yes. You didn't settle, you know? Yeah. And it's, it's amazing when God chooses your mate, you know what I mean? Yeah. Because things are so in sync. Mm -hmm. And I'm sure he supports you in everything that you do, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, and that's so important, especially if you're walking in ministry to have someone who understands, who's walking along side of you who's able to you know pray who's able to seek direction from God and um sis I'm so happy that you. you know yeah. and also you guys married young you know what I mean yeah. and to oh, see yeah. that you're still together right. because yeah. it's, it's hard easy. Yes. 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 Easy, but you know God is faithful and I always say that um I always tell people that wasn't our desire to get married young and when people ask us, you know, you guys are so young. Like, is that something that you want? Like marriage is, people make it seem like marriage is crazy. Yeah. And it's like, once it's God, and that's how I look at it. Like we did, we don't have a perfect marriage, but we serve a perfect God. Amen. And once he put us together, it's like we had, you know, up and down, but we're still here. You yes. know, we're still here. So, yeah. Amazing. Amazing. So, you know, you, you, you necessarily didn't have like an outline plan. Like sis, I had an outline plan of what I wanted my life to look like and God has reversed everything, you know, um, <laughs> when he do that, <laughs> you know, he just reversed the whole plan. Um, so, you know, based on, you know, your story, um, and I think let's just kind of get into it. So after you all got married, you know, did you desire to have children right away? No. Okay. I, I did not. Um, we got married so young. So I wanted to enjoy my life. We both were in college. Mm -hmm. um, so, you know, we had planned. At that time, I started planning. I started having plans. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and I was just like, you know what? Let's not... We, we don't want to have any kids right now. We want to travel and just do things that young, because we're so young. Like, yes. I don't want to be married and old and just sitting in the house. You know, again, that's not perspective, the perspective of being married. But I'm just saying that's was my thought at that, time, at that yeah. time. But um, yeah, we did not. We did not want to have kids. We wanted to wait. And yeah. Okay. So then how soon after did you, um, you know, say, okay, like, let's kind of start 
trying. And what did that look like? Did you get pregnant right away? Um, did it take some time? Just give us some in insight of what was taking place for your own um, fertility journey. Mm -hmm. So I did not realize um, that I wasn't fertile as much as everyone else. Mm -hmm. um, but um, it took about two years into the marriage. Um, we were like, okay, we should, we were thinking about having kids. Mm -hmm. Like, right, we should, we should try, you know, try to have kids and been trying nothing. So I'm like, well, God, thank you. Cause you know, these kids, we don't really know kids are, they're a blessing. But sometimes it's like, people are complaining. I'm like, maybe that's your way of trying not to have, a, have kids right away. Um, so then it, I got pregnant. Uh -huh. I got pregnant and I'm I was scared. I'm like, I'm going to be a mom. Wow. This is crazy. And, um, six weeks later, I started to start the miscarriage. Yeah. Starting the process of miscarriage. I didn't understand. Um, thought I was bleeding. So I went to my OBGYN and then he says, he looked at me, he says, um, well, you know, the, the first thing he said, he was like, you didn't do anything for this. And I was like, <laughs> well, what does he mean? Okay. Um, and he said, there's no heartbeat mm. and I just felt so going, I'm just going to go right back. When I got pregnant, I wasn't so happy. I'll mm -hmm. say that I wasn't so happy because it caught us by surprise. I was still finishing school and I was like, God, Oh my God, I, I, I really don't want to get pregnant now. You know? Mm -hmm. And soon as he said that to me, I thought it was my fault. I rejected mm. what God wanted for me. And now I'm paying the consequence mm. um, of it. So and he says, there's nothing you, um, you did for this and it's just going to happen. You're going to go home and we'll give you something and the baby will, you know, you will start the process of having the miscarriage. Um, so it happens. And I was like, okay, fine. Um, then a couple months later, I got pregnant again. Mm -hmm. Got pregnant again. Um, lost the baby at six weeks. That wow. was twice. And and I'm like, well, what's going on? Is there something wrong with me? You know, what? Because at that moment, you're kind of like, the first time, okay, fine. Second time, wow, what's, mm -hmm. what's going on at this time? And and I told my husband, maybe we shouldn't keep trying because honestly, when you are miscarrying, and any woman knows that is is like you're giving birth. Yeah, you feel every single pain emotionally in your body, you feel that. And and I was like, wow, like this is horrible. Like. I shouldn't be going through this. Yeah, so I told him, if you have a way of stopping this, so let's just not try. I don't want to have kids anyway. Now I remember saying that. I was like, I don't want to have kids anyway. And I called my mom and I told her, I was crying. I was like, I don't want to have any more kids. And she was like, don't you say that. You don't want to say that. Then, you know, things will happen. Um, you start, start declaring certain things. And I'm like, I don't want to have kids. So I would not declare anything anyway. Mm -hmm. So um, went home and a year went by, you know, we were fine. Um, then I got pregnant again. That was the third time and mm -hmm. I've lost the baby. Wow. So at this point, it was just so much emotions that went through me. Cause I'm like, well, God, at this time, I really, okay. I waited a year. I really want to have a child now. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going back apologizing. God, I'm sorry for what I did. And I don't know what I did to make this go wrong. And yeah. And I've lost, I've lost a child. So, and then be, right after that, I got pregnant again and I had four miscarriages before I had wow. my son. And it were back to back. So yeah, it was it was horrible. Wow. At that point. And was it all around the six weeks time frame? It was all around the six weeks. Yeah. yeah. The six yeah. weeks. Were they able to explain kind of like what, you know, because sometimes they say it was, it was your progesterone levels, even though, you know, 
There's yeah. not much you can do at that time. Mm -hmm. um, but sometimes they can say, okay, was your progesterone levels or what have you? Did they give you any insight or input? No, or no it wasn't anything. Um, they were just like, you know, women go through these things and yeah. you'll be fine. Just go home and lay down, rest. And that's when like emotionally I started getting attacked by my mind, you know, mm -hmm. like this is just, you, you, you weren't destined to have kids. Maybe wow. you're going to be a horrible mom, you know, maybe, you know, things are going to happen and God is just preventing you from doing certain things to kids, you know, and I start believing those things. Wow. And it puts so much weight, um, in my mind. So, but yeah, they were like, there's nothing you could have done for that to happen. So prevent it. So, yeah. Yeah, it's amazing. Going back to, you know, what you were saying to yourself, it's the stories that we tell ourselves, you know, mm -hmm. and we start to begin, we begin to believe those stories, mm -hmm. and they become our reality, mm -hmm. you know, mm -hmm. exactly. um, and we have to really be um, mindful that the enemy is working, you know, oh, yeah. Um, and to keep us in that place of isolation, to keep us in that place of hurt, so that we're not able to um, move forward. So how did you um, deal with you know, the dissonance between, you know, you came to the point where you wanted to have children. Um, so the dissonance between that feeling of wanting to have children and here you are and you are suffering these multiple miscarriages. Um, at that time, it was more so as, I, like you said, when you start believing certain things, it becomes your reality. Mm -hmm. so I was sitting in something that seems to be a reality and it wasn't God's truth. Mm. So um, I sat there and it, I went a couple years, you know, being upset at God, mm -hmm. if I must say, only because um, there have been prophecy over my life and there have been things that God has promised me. Um, and I remember one time I, I went to church and I remember my spiritual father, he prophesied on me and he said, your children are blessed. And when he said that, I felt really offended, you mm -hmm. know, in a way by not by what he said, but just thinking about God. I'm like, are you really trying to play me right now? Mm -hmm. No, like, <laughs> are you really? Because I, I, all these things I'm going through, I don't see your hands. Mm -hmm. I don't see you moving. I don't see you doing anything. So I, what do you mean by my children? That means I'm going to have multiple kids. I don't even, I can't even have one. Mm. you know i'm asking you for one just one so you know we like with me my mindset was i, I don't think i can overcome this mm. until you do what you have to do and god says i don't have to do nothing <laughs> you know <laughs> it was a back and forth no you're gonna have to do this no i don't i don't have to do this i promise you something just believe me yeah you know, that's all you gotta do is say in posture of believing what i said so yeah yeah, it, it was, it was really, it, it was a hard moment for me yeah. um, just to live because my reality was, I told my husband, I said, sometimes it, it's, it's hard to trust God when you don't have the map of your life. Mm -hmm. it's, it's hard to trust him when you don't know where you're going. Mm -hmm. When he says, he told Abraham, he said, walk before me. Mm -hmm. And Abraham had no one in his family that followed God. No one that had a book written for him and that says, this is how you're supposed to do it. And with me, I was the only one in my family that went through this. My wow. sister, every time she gets pregnant, she popped those kids out. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> every single time. It was more so like, wow, 
I'm the only one. I feel like I couldn't explain myself to anyone emotionally wise because I felt like no one could really relate. Relate. Yes, yes, you know? yes. Because I'm going through this. Yeah, I can tell you I lost a child. You can pray for me. But I really down on the deep on the inside, I'm going through something that's deeper than just that. Yes. You know? So, yeah. Yes. So good. Yes. And it's, a, it's an ongoing dissonance from like what you want to see come to pass and what's actually happening. And you just have to, you know, navigate through that. And like you said, there's no map, you know what I mean? Like you don't know what to do next. You don't know what to, what's going to happen next. So, um, how long, um, was your infertility season so how long you know from the time you you know you all the first miscarriage until the last one how many years was that um so it was about two years so okay. I, I was having the issue for two years and then i i got pregnant i mm -hmm. remember this i got pregnant and i remember it before i got pregnant um i was just in prayer and i, I said god you know what i trust you i trust what you said and I'm going to start believing it because I, I never want to praise God only when he does it. Yeah. I, I always say, God, I want to praise you even if you did not do it yet. I want to be able to praise you. Mm -hmm. And that's a trustworthy praiser because God will look at it like you haven't, you don't, you don't even have it yet, but you trust me. Mm -hmm. So I'm going to release it to you. Amen. You know what I mean? Because I know for sure, once I do release it to you, you will not leave me because when you didn't have it, you trust me. Yeah. So at that time, it was a moment where I got pregnant and I said, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, I got pregnant. And I got so excited. I've never get excited before. Remember? Cause I'm like, okay, yes. I'm probably going to lose the child. But this time with my son, I was so excited and um i remember um i went home and i called my mom and i was like okay i am pregnant she was like you know what i declare this time look you're gonna have this baby yeah my mom is a woman of god a woman of prayer shout out to mm -hmm. mom i will have her listen to this podcast okay, okay? <laughs> so she's a woman of prayer so she said you know what you're gonna have this child and she she prayed for me and she said i prayed for your mind i pray that you don't think that something gonna happen she was just really praying me through mm -hmm. and i said okay I went pregnancy going, I passed the first trimester, which I never got a chance. Mm -hmm. I passed it. I'm like, Oh, this is what this feels like. Oh my <laughs> God. I'm going to go to the second, second trimester. I was so yes. excited. So excited. Got to the second, um, second trimester. Everything's going well. Got to the second trimester. And I remember just feeling this pain. And I told my husband, I feel like I want to push. Oh goodness. And I was a second trimester. He said, you feel like you want to push? Well, we have to go to the doctor. Um, we went there and they told me that they will have to put me on bed rest mm -hmm. at four months, four, four or five months. And I said, well, what's going on? It was like, well, your cervix is softened up. So possibly you can have the baby early and he will not survive. Mm -hmm. And I just remember him saying that and the same thoughts of, losing a child came back and yeah. I said, what if, what if I lose this child? What if all this excitement was for nothing? Mm -hmm. You know, I start preparing his room, buying clothes. People are buying clothes for me. Um, and I just said, God, you have not embarrassed me before. I know you will not embarrass me now. Mm -hmm. And I know you will not allow the enemy to laugh at me at this point. And I said, okay. And I told him, 
I was like, okay, well, he was like, you have to go on bed rest. Um, you can't go to work. Stay home. Don't do nothing. I went home. I was happy too, because you know. Yeah. At that point, <laughs> you need the rest. <laughs> need a break. Um, so went home and I just remember I was in my room and I was praying to God and I said, God, I want to have an experience with you at this moment right now. Man, God will meet you exactly exactly where you exactly where you are yes exactly yes. where you want him to and i said lord i know i'm pregnant i can't get up and i can't you know robo shit i can't yeah I yeah can't you can't do all that right now but you no. know what at this moment i am going to, i want to have an experience with you right now and i remember just praying and i didn't have a name for my son and he says he told me he said lay your hand on your stomach and call on him said ezekiel I declare that you will speak to whatever that is in your stomach. And I declare that you will sit everything that, that wants for him to come out. Everything will work out well. And I started declaring. I was like, Ezekiel. Then I thought, I didn't know. It didn't catch me at that time. So I said, Ezekiel, Ezekiel, Ezekiel spoke to the, to the dry bones. Sis, right when you're talking, I'm like getting chills. Ooh, wow. I said, Ezekiel, I said, Ezekiel spoke to the dry bones. I said, God, so you're telling me I'm going to tell my baby to speak to whatever that is in me and everything will be okay. And he said, call him Ezekiel, start calling out on him. And I start calling Ezekiel. I said, Ezekiel, you will speak to wherever you are at. I know you are a baby, but you are the strength of God. That's your name. You are the strength of God. So I know that you're going to speak to whatever that's in me and I know everything that's wrong gonna be right in the name of Jesus I started declaring 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 and I remember I, I they gave me this monitor because they said you know if you can't hear his heart call us yes I had those episodes episodes you can't hear it call call us and I remember just he started pounding wow on the inside of me this baby kept moving on the inside of me wow. and I said wow God you are awesome. Mm -hmm. And I said, I thank you because Ezekiel, that's who you want me to call him. This who I'm going to give birth. This baby, you want me to name him Ezekiel. And he's going to be the strength of God. He's going to be the power of God. That's going to carry me through this pregnancy. Because at that moment I felt, I felt lost. Yes. I felt like I don't know what to do anymore. Any minute I can have this baby. Mm -hmm. I start dilating. I was at one centimeter at four months. Wow. Four months. I was at one centimeter. And I remember laying down. I went to the doctor. He said, um, well, what happened? And I said, well, Jesus happened. Yes. Okay. Yes. I said, Jesus happened. And he said, well, your cervix is closed. And I said, wow. And I just started shouting to God. And I said, Lord, you wow. are awesome. Because no one can ever, you can't reverse no. your centimeter. You can't go from one centimeter and go back to zero. It doesn't happen. That's not normal. No. So I said, wow, God, thank you. And I just remember I went home through the whole pregnancy. I had time where I was scared, okay? Yes. A woman in that prayer room that was shouting, there was time where I'm like, wow, I feel defeated today. You know, I feel like maybe something is going to happen because how come they're not taking me off bed rest? Is everything is okay? I want to go back to work. I want to start doing things. And God was just giving me rest for my trouble. Yes. He was giving me rest for all the things that I've been through. And I remember the moment... Um, I give birth, um, to my son and I had, I remember he came, he came out so fast. And when my son came out, <laughs> the Hebrew woman birth, listen, my son has been so like, he, he, 
he's a different son. He he's really is. I'm praying, okay, for my <laughs> son. Because he, from the moment I remember, the moment he kept moving around, the doctor was like, I've never seen a kid's this hype. I was like, well, you know, he's, a, he's Ezekiel. Yes. Oh, he's yes, Ezekiel. So he has to be moving around. And he came out with just his hand was it, it was like he was praising god wow like, i remember him getting up they give him to me and his hand was up like he was up just having his hand up and i said lord i can't do it at the moment but you are allowing ezekiel to do it for me so i praise you for what you have done i thank you i glorify your name because you are the god that's done it and i just remember saying thank you jesus thank you jesus just saying and the doctor was just looking at me like well, girl, you know, we're going to have to stitch you up. So yeah. you're going to have to stay still for a moment. Yeah. And I say, thank you, Jesus, because you are awesome. You guys have no idea what I've been through just to give birth to him. You have no idea. You have no idea of my battle. But my God, that surpasses all understanding was there for me. Yeah. And I remember just praising him. And he came. Ezekiel was born. Wow. And I remember I looked at him. I'm like, wow, the strength of God. Yes. The strength of God. You are the strength of God. And, and every time you go through certain things, I will remind him of, of who he is. Mm -hmm. um, but uh, my story did not stop there. Mm -hmm. um, after I had Ezekiel, I, you know, we were like, okay, one kid, that's fine. Because he, he was a lot. So <laughs> He came out like, listen. He came out, okay? He came out a lot. And I said, wow, this baby, this boy, it's a lot. I don't know if I'm ready to have another one. Yeah. But I remember, I'm not going to say, I'm not, I'm not going to speak those words out of my mouth. And I said, God, you know what? Right now, just give us a little break. And, and, and I just remember um, right after, remember I had four miscarriage. Um, prior. Before, you know, yeah. prior. And I just remember right after him, um, I did get pregnant right after him and I've lost a baby again. And wow. going back to what you said, um, people normally think that, um, once you have one, it's okay. Mm -hmm. Why are you getting so emotional? You have a baby. And I try not to think about it from that point of view, because I said, well, God, you did give me one. There are people that are, you know, they're fighting to have one child. Mm -hmm. So I shouldn't be so selfish of, you know, feeling, I'm bad about it. So I kind of withdraw myself from my emotions and deal with that miscarriage. So that happens. Got pregnant again. So that was my seventh, my, my sixth miscarriage. Wow. So, and I was like, okay, well, this is, this is the way, this is too much. And, and I just remember, um, I was praying and as I was praying in, in a warfare prayer, mm -hmm. as I began to pray, um, God began to show me things. And I remember, I, I was, I was in my house and I saw this lady and he came, she came to me and she said, you will never have this kid. Mm. You will never have this child. And I just remember just rebuking it and just mm -hmm. praying against it and said, no, that's what you said. Enemy, I know your voice. Mm -hmm. That's what you said, but that's not what my God said. And I pray it through and felt empowered. And then right after I had another miscarriage. Wow. So at that time I said, God, you know what? I don't think I want to do, uh, I don't want to <laughs> deal with this. Yes. I don't want to deal with it. Cause it's a lot. I'm starting to feel my emotions. And it got to a point where people um, used to be like, well, you always playing around. And I wasn't playing. I was really getting pregnant, but because it happened so often, 
people mm-hmm. will think like, well, you always playing around. You shouldn't play with stuff like that. I'm like, I'm serious. Yeah. Like, to the point where I never, I felt embarrassed to even tell people that I'm pregnant. Mm-hmm. You know? Like if I'll get pregnant, I'll say, I will just keep it to myself and mm-hmm. not say anything. So, um, and just remember right after, and I called my mom and I said, mom, and I've had another one. So altogether, um, I've had about 10, 10 wow. between my son and my daughter. Um, it was hard. It was hard. Um, it was hard. And I just remember that, um, on my last one, just to give the story store, um, short, my OBGYN spoke to me and he said, you know what? Um, I can't tell you not to have kids, but I want to tell you to stop. Wow. You know, there's so much pressure on your uterus. There's so much things that's happening right now. I don't want something later happen where you have to get surgery. So just, don't, don't even do it. Don't even do it. And, and that's where, you know, I was like, you know, I don't know if I want to try again. Mm-hmm. Wow. So a total of 10 miscarriages. Um, you talked about something that's very important that I haven't highlighted on the podcast yet, um, but plan to do so is the, um, the, the, fact that the enemy showed up and told you that you will not have a child um and we often talk about spiritual warfare but we don't go in depth about it um and how you know you know for me the audacity of the enemy to come to you as a child of god to tell you something that is contrary to the word of god um and so you know it's important that we understand that the same way god is working the enemy is working too and the scripture is clear that he comes to steal kill and destroy and in that season that you were in he was out to destroy the destiny of your children he was out to destroy your um peace your joy um and a lot of these things like we kind of talk about it surface talk as far as believers are concerned but when you are in warfare like for those who have been through it and i've been through it um you know that you have to kick up your prayer, your fasting oh, yes. up a notch. Yes, yes. Um, because it's not like, you know, for me, one of the things I realized is the enemy really attacks you where you're the weakest. And yes. one of the things that I was experiencing, like you said, is kind of in dream form mm-hmm. of it happening. You know what I mean? And so that's always an indication that, okay, like I need to kick it up a notch. Yes, yes. Um, because now I understand uh, you know, the tactic of the enemy. Yes. And so I think it's very, very important that we highlight that. Yeah. So, you know, we talked about the fact that you had a total of 10 miscarriages. Yeah. Um, so you go through this, you hear this like devastating news from your OBGYN who pretty much knows your story, knows your history. Yeah. Um, take me to the point of how you transitioned from receiving that news and then now having, you know, getting pregnant with your daughter. Yeah. So once he told me that, um, I just remember at that time, I, it wasn't the same me. Um, I don't know if you, sometime in God, you go in, um, as a cat mm-hmm. and then you right? come out as a lion. You come out as a lion. Yes. So I remember me back then with my, my son, I would have took that. I would have been like, you know what? Fine. But I, I just remember God promised me my replacement. Mm-hmm. And when he said he was going to give me my replacement, I said, Lord, I'm not only going to have my son. And I remember my spiritual father spoke to me and said, my children. Mm-hmm. So God was just preparing me to say, 
I don't give you the outline of what's going to happen, but I'm telling your destiny, you're going to, this is going to happen for you. Mm -hmm. So I just remember he spoke to me and he said, okay, um, I had a surgery actually where they had to do certain things. The the last one I had, which was the, the, the most, I've, I've lost my, um, my baby at, he, it was about two to three months. So that was a growing baby. Okay. Lost it. And they had to kind of like, um, do certain things and just to clean and, and just to, to uh, help so a DNC. Yeah. Like a DNC. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So that happened. Um, and I remember I was in so much pain mm-hmm. and, and I remember looking at my husband and he's looking at me. Um, and I went back and he said, babe, I know you're tired. And I'm said, and I told him, I was like, no, babe, I'm not tired. I'm not tired because I know God never stopped fighting for me. Amen. He never stopped fighting for us. And I don't know where my faith came from. And I said, Lord, um, no, this is not it. You know what this is? This is the last time I'm going to have a miscarriage. That's what mm-hmm, this is. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That's going to be the last time. It's not the last time for you to show up for me. This is the last time I'm going to, I'm going to have a miscarriage. And I remember going home, went home a couple, um, Cause my son and my daughter, they're about, my, my son is five. So five years apart and went home and living life, but still trusting God, mm-hmm. um, praying and, um, you know, praying for people and, um, going out and, 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 and um, preaching the gospel and just telling people that God is able, God is able in my church. I, uh, I'm in a praise team. So I, I usually do praise and worship. And I just remember just praising God and telling God that, you know, just praising it got to a point. I'm not going to say I didn't feel defeated. I got to a point where I was like, God, I'm doing all of this, but I, I don't see your hand, but that's okay. Because I don't want to be reminded of my problem. Mm-hmm. I want to be trusting because if I'm constantly reminded of my, re, reminding myself of my problem, I'm going to stop worshiping you the way I'm supposed to. Yeah. I'm going to stop trusting. I'm going to stop walking into my calling the way I'm supposed to. Mm-hmm. It is okay to walk in God while you're going through the things you're going through. Yes. It is okay because when that breakthrough comes, you will not praise God like everybody else. Yeah. You will not worship God like everybody else. You will not pray like everybody else. And that's why I kept going. I remember one day I went up and um to do praise and worship. And I remember, um, and I translate too. So I'm all over the place. I translate as well. Mm-hmm. Um, I remember I was praising for my spiritual father. And then um, he's, he was speaking to this woman that couldn't have kids. And he told her, by this time next year. Mm-hmm. And I said, Lord, can I, can, I be, um, can I just grab that prophecy for me? Yes. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and do that. I know you're speaking to her. But by this time next year, I want to have a baby. Yeah. I want to. And I'm going to. I said, I know you spoke to her. But God, I know you're in the business of doing it anyway. You're yes. doing it for everybody. So I'm going to trust you. And he spoke to her and I said, God, I trust you. That word, And I received the words for her, for me. And I received it. So I went home and um, my son, he came to the bathroom. He said, mom, I want to have a sister. I want to have a brother. Wow. And I said, well, ask Jesus. And then he said, okay. He went out. He was like, well, I asked Jesus. And I was like, well, what did he say? He said, okay. And I was like, well, okay. Yes. <laughs> then we're going to have this baby. And he said, okay. Um, and then I was in school at that time. Um, 
And I told God, I was like, God, if I do get pregnant, okay, let me get pregnant right after I graduate. I don't want to be pregnant and trying to study and all that stuff. Yes, yes. And I remember telling him that, and God is so intentive. God listened to you. God listened to your prayer. You know, I, I, you know, I just want to encourage someone, even right now, God listens to your prayer. He listened to you. And, um, and I said, I jokingly said it, you know, I said, God, I want to wait till after I graduate. Cause you know, I'm sis is a little snatch right now. Just wait. Okay. Wait after. <laughs> and, um, and I remember I graduated. Um, and I just, I remember, um, right after four days later, I'm starting to feel sick. And I said, uh, I was so busy at that time. I didn't think nothing of it. I'm like, oh, well, I'm sick. Okay, I'm not feeling well. Went to work and I spoke to my manager and I said, I'm not feeling well. And he looked at me. He, she looked at me. She was like, yeah, you don't look so good. Do you want to step out? Um, you know, go out and catch a fresh air. And I was like, sure. I stepped out and I called my girlfriend and I said, I'm really not feeling well. She's like, well, you know, you should go and check it out. And I was like, no, I'll wait. You know, I don't want to move things so fast. And again, the enemy come to still kill and destroy. In yes. my head, I'm saying, I don't want to go because I don't want to find another disappointment. Yeah. But the other side of me is saying, God is able. God yes. is able to do it, trust him. And I just remember one time I went home and I felt so sick. And I told my husband, I have to go to the doctor. I don't feel well. We went together. Um, wow, God is good. <laughs> I, um, you know, I went and they did all the tests. And I remember the nurse looked at me. She looked at me and I said, what is she looking at me for? And um, she was like, well, everything is fine. Did you know that you were pregnant? Wow. No, but okay. (laughs) (laughs) She said, did you know that you were pregnant? And I was like, how far along am I? She was like, well, you're about a month and a half. And I said, wow. She was like, yeah. And the blood came, it was strong. The moment we popped this thing in, it says you were pregnant. And I was like, God, thank you. Yeah. And um, went through this pregnancy. So it took about five years for me to get to that place. And once I got pregnant, um, with my daughter, it, it was the enemy kept working. The Mm. enemy kept working. The enemy kept working. And I just remember I got to a point where, um, when I was four months pregnant, they wanted me to, um, get rid of her. Wow. Yeah. They wanted me to get rid of her, um, because I was carrying so low. It was like, you know, you will give birth early again. Same thing that happened to my son. We want, we encourage you to have the surgery, get rid of her. We don't want her to come out slow. We don't want certain things to happen. Um, So just get rid of her. And I was like, what? This is not something you tell a mom. Just get rid of the baby. I can't. Emotionally, I can't. And I just remember praying. I said, God, I don't want to do the surgery. And I just remember my mom just praying me through. My mom kept calling me and said, you know, pray over your belly, anoint yourself. My pastor prayed for me. Um, And I just remember, I said, God, you are able. Um, Mm -hmm. I know you can do it. So yeah, it it took about that long um, to get to that point. Wow. And so, you know, you're dealing with this. uh, And I always ask this question about, you know, the fact that after a loss it's so that pregnancy can be really difficult yeah um emotionally because you're scared you're like every turn that you make you're like okay is this going to be the thing that causes me to have a miscarriage so you go on um you go through you know this time um you're pregnant with your daughter take us through actually you know getting to the point where things work out and you give birth 
Yeah, so emotionally it was hard mm -hmm. um, because I was still dealing with the fact that I've had so many miscarriages and yeah. at any given moment things can happen. Um, so I remember telling my OBGYN, I said, look, I can't do this, okay? I'm not gonna have a surgery. I'm four months pregnant. I don't have the heart to get rid of my baby. So this is not gonna happen, okay? This is what's gonna happen. I'm gonna have this child. Mm -hmm. We're gonna continue with this pregnancy. If this is not okay, I will find another OBGYN yes. and continue with this process. But I know for sure I'm not gonna do this. And I st we stood firm, we stood in prayer. And, um, and I remember, again, I had to be on, um, I remember I had to um, be on bed rest for a little bit and then I went back to work. They allowed me to give me the go back to work. I went back to work and um, my daughter, just to show you how good God is, um, my daughter, I was pregnant for up to 42 weeks. Wow. My daughter, okay. It's just to show God wanted to show me. I'm not going to allow what, what people says to happen. I'm going to show you. I'm going to prolong it. Just yes. show God. Wow. Um, two weeks. I remember I was tired and I was big. I was walking around and I was like, oh, God, I'm so tired. I'm ready to have this baby. And everything went well. And I just remember um, I testified in my church and I, and I spoke and I, and I said um, to some people that, you know, no one knew that I was going through this, you know, yeah. who were around me, my spiritual father, of course, but some people were like, well, how did you even, you're able to preach, you're able to, you praising, you going through all of this? Mm -hmm. how, how, how did this happen? And I just remember said, is the strength of God is God. Sometimes yeah. we don't get it. It's God who's able to do that. And, um, I just remember I went through the pregnancy December. My due date was on, um, January 1st and, um, my daughter came on, um, January 13th. And I just remember that day I was supposed to, um, have, um, an appointment for them to induce me yeah. that morning, that Monday morning. I had wow. appointment. I said, Lord, I, I don't want nothing. You know, I, I don't want to go through this. I just want to have my baby, my water break. That's all I want to do. And I remember at five, exactly, the same thing happened to my son. My son, my water broke at 520 on the Monday. My daughter, my water broke at 520 on the Monday. Wow. 520 in the morning. And, and I remember my water broke and I'm like, oh my God, I'm going to have this baby. Yeah. Baby. Okay. And then went to the hospital. I literally um, spent an hour. My daughter came. She came wow. so fast at 42 weeks. Um, Aviana, she is our joy. And yeah, just to show when God does it, he does it so quick. He does it like that. And he, she came so fast, no complication, no nothing. So yeah, that's where we went. Praise God. So you have two children now. Two children, yes. Two children. Amazing, amazing, amazing. Um, so my last question for you is, do you have any, I think, through this podcast episode, uh, women will be able to glean uh, words of encouragement and of advice. But I do like to close this question to see if there's anything else you would like to add. So do you have any words of encouragement or advice to women going through this journey right now? Um, yes. Um, one thing I want to say is that 
I know people always say this is not your fault. It's nothing you could have done. It's true. There's nothing you could have done about it. Um, what I do want to say also is surround yourself with people that are praying for you, sincerely mm-hmm. praying you through, and people that knows the back end, the story. Um, mine, fortunately, was my mom, my husband. They were praying me through. Um, just surround yourself with positive people. And the last but the most important thing is to trust God. Amen. Um, trust God. God is able to do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ever imagine. Yes. The word of God says that it is yes and amen. Mm -hmm. God doesn't promise you something and then said, oh, I didn't mean to do it like that. Mm -hmm. I'm going to back out because you know what? I don't see it working that way. God will always have a strategy. Whatever he says, the longer you wait, trust me, the longer you wait, the bigger your blessing. Amen. The bigger the thing's going to be. So I just want to encourage you to trust God and to trust in him, to trust in his word. No matter what that you're going through, just go back in reverence to the word of God and said, Lord, that's what you said. And I know it's going to happen. And I'm praying for you. I'm praying you through whoever's listening to this. I am praying that God will give you your blessing and he is able. Amen. Amen. Thank you so much, sis. It was truly a pleasure to have you on this episode, to have you on the podcast. Um, for those of you who are listening, we were cutting up before we uh, started recording, <laughs> uh, talking like for 20, 30 minutes. So it was truly a pleasure um, to connect with you. Um, I think, you know, it's so amazing how social media connects people. Um, and I'm so happy that you connected with me thank via you. social media um for those of you who you are, are amazing okay. oh thank you thank you so Lori's in philly i'm in florida but it's yeah. just the power of social media how it connects people exactly. um so i'm so happy that we connected um i know this is not going to be the last time we have a conversation so yeah. thank you so much and for thank those who you. want to connect with Lori, um can you give us like a, a, some you know your social media handles or what have you so if there's a listener who wants to connect with you that way they can find you via social media yeah so i am on instagram um mrs lori severe okay so that's me um on facebook lori severe twitter i ain't cutting up on twitter no more so i'm not on twitter <laughs> <laughs> i had to give up my twitter too sis listen I too much. It. it's too, it's much. too much so yeah mrs lori mrs lori severe that's mostly i'm also all, always on instagram and Facebook at time. Yeah. So. Awesome. And I'll have the information in the show notes. Yeah. So thank you once again, Lori, for joining us. And thank you for tuning in to the infertility podcast. Ciao. I hope you enjoyed this episode of the infertility podcast. Be sure to connect with me via social media. You can find me on Instagram at I am Danielle Joseph or on Facebook, Master Mentor and Minister, or you can visit my website, which is www.iamdaniellejoseph.com. Thanks so much for tuning in.